This is the 440th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, the podcast from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution that gives you everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. I'm D. Orlando Letbetter, the Falcons beat reporter from the AJC. I'm here at Bank of America Stadium where the Falcons went down 9-7 to the Carolina Panthers who won their second game of the season dealing a near-fatal blow to the Falcons' NFC South title hopes and their playoff hopes. The Falcons will try to rebound next Sunday when they host the Indianapolis Colts at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium at 1 p.m. on Sunday. If you're listening to us for the first time, please make sure to follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Bowtie Chronicles from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces, as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. Yes, that was correct. The Falcons lost 9-7 to to the Carolina Panthers here at Bank of America Stadium. The Falcons' uh, problem... From all season long, reared its ugly head, that old lady named Mr. Turnover, or Mrs. Turnover, however you want to call it. Fumble by B. John Robinson led to a field goal. They made it 7-6, and then Desmond Ritter threw his 10th interception of the season, and the Panthers got the ball with 735 and went on a 17-play 90-yard march down the field where they got a Eddie Pinero 23-yard field goal at the buzzer to upset the Falcons 9-7. to Here is Coach Arthur Smith's opening remarks. Uh, yeah, Coach, um, you know, what did you say to the team after uh, a game like this? Yeah, obviously, uh, you know, we didn't do what we needed to do coming in here and no, it wasn't wasn't for lack of effort. We uh, didn't make enough plays. You know, didn't do enough job getting them ready. And so you hung around, and then we we turned the ball over late. And you do that, you'll lose. And so we you know, this one stings. But we we got to get back, find a way, and we got to get back in the win column. But uh, not the not the result we expected. Uh, the conditions. Um... You know, the one fumble and the interception, uh, where you all um, hoping, uh, you know, how did you assess those and try to you know, help the defense get failure out there? Yeah, I mean, they, we did. We put them in the, in the turnover, the sudden change. Um, they did bail us out. You know, we, we held them to three, made some plays, and then uh, came back out. I mean, the, the, the helmet, from what it looked like my, my perspective with Bijan getting out there, the ball popped out. And, uh, Trying to play the win, obviously uh, a conservative approach didn't didn't didn't, uh, 
play out for us, you know. And so then we took the drive after we made it 7-6. Had the long drive down there, and then we had the interception. Well, all right. Um, yeah, a lot, was, a lot went into the loss here today. Uh, it was rainy and cold, uh, you know, steady rain throughout the day. But, yeah, no excuses. The Panthers played in it also. You know, we saw on Thursday night Brandon Staley and Coach Smith were hired at the same time. They um, got blown out by the Raiders, and then he and the GM for the Los Angeles Chargers were terminated. And Arthur Smith didn't dodge any questions about if he thinks he's the right coach for the Atlanta Falcons. Well, I think in any job you take, you got to have a lot of self-belief. I mean, you know, this is the cycle of it. There's consequences when you lose, so these are natural questions, right? It's, it's NFL 101. Jobs to win games. Uh, there's a lot of things that every situation is different. There's a lot of things we've we've dealt with early on, but ultimately, you know, job is to win games and, and uh, get into the playoffs. So we'll still have an opportunity. It'll look like a long shot, but each one of these years has been different. We've got three different teams on a different, you know, movement at, at some critical spots. But in the day, your job is to win. But we've, we've met a lot of good, but I've got a ton of self-belief. And uh, I, nobody should take a job. They don't have belief in themselves. I can promise you that. Yeah, well, he has a lot of belief, but the records are starting to stack up on the other side. This is supposed to be a breakthrough season, but the Falcons having, uh, uh, you know, they're six and eight with three to go. If they win all three, that'd be nine and eight. And hey, maybe that's progress. Uh, they're playing the softest schedule in the league and having trouble with some of the the teams that are you know considered to be at the bottom of the league. This was the fourth time they blew a game with the defense on the field. And the, those other losses were the Vikings, the Cardinals last week against the Bucks, and they're here today against the Panthers. They did get off the field against Green Bay, but that was a uh, second or third game of the season eons ago, basically. Now let's hear what Desmond Ritter has to say about the key interception. He was rolling out to his left stop. Thought about it, threw the ball to the middle of the field, looked like it was going right towards Xavier Woods. Kyle Pitts was in the area, but here is what Desmond Ritter said about his interception. You know, I got around the edge, was able to make the guy miss. Um, you know, I think it was second down there. We got to be able to just throw the ball away, live to see another down. We're all playmakers. Um, we all got to go try and make plays out there. Um, we just obviously have to know the right time, the right situation. Um, that wasn't it. That was one where we could have, you know, either I just ran it out of bounds or threw it out of bounds over someone's head and we live to see another down. I'm trying to get it back inside. Um, like I said, you know, anytime you're throwing late over the middle, it's probably not a good idea. Um, but like I said, trying to make a play, um, obviously trying to do too much. Yep, he should have ran out of bounds or got, got as many yards as he could have, kept the ball, Kept the clock moving, and if they got a field goal, at the very least, you're already on the 20. You started on the 31. So you didn't need to be greedy right there. Play the game, take the field goal, and then make Carolina drive the length of the field for a touchdown, which I think they would have got because Chubba Hubbard was stopped at the 1. But, uh, you know, it would have been different. It would have been five minutes. They'd had to go faster. Uh, But, you know, you, you get the points and try to win the game. That didn't happen today. He tried to do too much, and that's been his problem. 
throughout the season. Here is what Ritter had to say on his belief in Arthur Smith. Yeah, I mean, Coach is a great coach, and you know, we're all we're all with Coach Hart. Um, you know, he he puts us in the best position to be able to go out there. And like I said, at the end of the day, um, you know, he can call a player whatever it is, but it's up to us to be able to go out there and execute. Um, so we have to go out there and be able to go out there and execute and be better. All right. You know, defensively, we wanted to uh, find out what happened on that final drive. It was quite the drive. 17 plays. Um, Dryce Young connected on a couple passes. Uh, the triple. He hit Mingo. And he also uh, he had another uh, big play to uh, DJ Chark. And um, that allowed them to get down the field goal range pretty quickly. There was also a penalty in that drive. But here is what A.J. Terrell had to say about that final drive by the Panthers. Yeah, uh, we had opportunity to make plays, and uh, we let some of them slip. And uh, eventually got us all the way down, got them all the way downfield, and, uh, it, you know, came to a game-winning field goal. But those are things that we can control, and uh, that's what I was talking about, where we got to uh, just make the plays and um, just uh, get off the field and give our offense another opportunity to close the game out, or vice versa, we close the game out. Well, all right, they haven't been able to do that uh, here of late, late in the season. You know, Vikings, Joshua Dobbs, Arizona, Kyler Murray. Last week, Baker Mayfield, and then this week, Bryce Young. So, um, that's gonna they're going to have to go back to the drawing board. You got a first-time defensive coordinator, too. So, everybody will be scrutinized here at some point uh, after the season. All right, Bijan Robinson had a key fumble in the second half. Here is what he said about um, if the helmet hit caused the fumble. Yeah, it was it was the helmet. You know, he came in and you know hit, hit the ball out. Um, and but for me, like I got to be more disciplined and understanding. Like when I'm in traffic and when there's traffic, I got to two and lock it. And either for me as a young player that's that's growing in this league, you know, understanding that. You know, when when you know we're in, when you're in track, you're like guys are trying to get the ball out, and you know, for me, you know, I got to be better, you know, as as a as a player myself, and be more more disciplined when when those kind of situations come, especially because it was it was rainy, uh, arms arms were wet, you know, there, there were so many things that were going on, so you know, I knew that I had to I had to you know keep that ball in tight, and you know, understand that you know that, that something like that didn't happen no more. Yeah, no doubt. Um, so the helmet was a factor. Here is Bijan on being a leader over the final three games. Especially for for the, the next three games, you know, this is this is where I'm learning to become, you know, a, a leader for this team. And I know I know I'm a young guy, but you know, I, I think you know just gaining the, the respect from the guys throughout the season um, has been huge for me. And you know, I know that I can be a quiet guy sometimes, but I need to just you know, understand that you know my voice can, can mean something for this team. And, you know, just that impact of what we're trying to do um, is definitely something that I gotta that I gotta do for for the rest of the season. Yep, he's just a rookie, but he's gonna be here. Um, so yeah, it's okay to ask him about being a leader. Now, um, you know, Clarence Campbell, he still believes this team uh, can compete if healthy. Here is Calais Campbell. No, no, I feel like, um, you know, we get healthy, you know, get some guys back, and we get in a position to, 
to have a chance at the, in, the, in the year. If we get to the playoffs, I think we'll be a touching the beast still. This team is still talented to complete. You know, I mean, you know, we get some, some guys back in the trenches, you know, I mean, uh, get some, on both sides too. I mean, uh, you know, your mind is stirred, you know. Uh, I mean, you know, Bud Dupree, another guy, you know, we get both those guys back. We get, you know, um, you know, uh, Caleb and, uh, and Chris on the offense and linebacker too. I mean, uh, I think this team is still super talented. Still has all the, all the potential to be, you know, everything we want to be, you know. So, I mean, I know we, <laughs> we need a lot of help. You know, we don't just get in. I mean, but we, we, we just do our part and give ourselves a chance. All right. Now, they don't just get in. Now, um, theoretically, they are – a game back at six and eight, uh, the the uh, Bucks and the Saints won today. They're both seven and seven, so theoretically the uh, Bucks could lose all three of their games, and the Falcons could win all three of theirs. That would make them nine and eight, and then that would make the um, Bucks seven and ten. The Falcons would win because they would have to beat the Saints. So the Saints, the best they could do. Uh, would be uh eight and uh, nine and eight, but then they would be tied with the Falcons, and the Falcons would have the tiebreakers with the two wins over them. So that's uh, where we're sitting here, you know. But there's no reason to think, hey, all of a sudden the Falcons are gonna get hot and beat anybody. They've been playing bad, uh, you know, inconsistent on offense, some good defense, um, but not great defense. They can't close the door on people. Um, so there's no reason to think, oh, yeah, they're going to handle Gardner Minshew and, um, you know, the, the, the Colts on uh, Christmas Eve. Oh, yeah, they're going to go up to Chicago and take it to Justin Fields uh, and then come out and close it out with uh, the Saints. So for that to all happen, they're going to have to hit the gas pedal somewhere. Uh, some great coaching or some great uh, introspection will have to have happened. If, you know, they're going to get on a roll here and close out the season with three wins. One of the, one of the other things they did today was started, they started DeMarco Helms at safety, bench Richie Grant, had him playing in some of the nickel packages close to the line of scrimmage. Uh, and, you know, he struggled in coverage, uh, got beat by Otten last week, had trouble against Trey McBride earlier this season. So no surprise, they have been kind of working Hallams in there. And uh, he took over today as a starter as safety next to Jesse Bates. So here is Hallams on why Carolina's run game got going late. Um, you know, I just think they started, you know, to do more direct downhill runs, um, you know, but that's something that we prepared for, um, you know, something that we stopped, you know, early in the game, you know, something that we, you know, our expectations for us as a defense, you know, uh, we should be able to stop anything coming at us. So, how do y'all try to move forward? Just a game back in the division, still, you know, three games to play. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all about you know the mindset that you have as a team. Um, you know, we have a lot of guys in this locker room, you know, who still know we have things ahead of us. You know, so no one's heads down. Um, you know, it's a tough loss for us for sure. But, um, you know, there's always room to bounce back. You know, this season isn't over for us. So, um, you know, we're definitely going to you know, see, see how the season plays out for us. And, um, you know, whatever happens at the end, you know, it's all right for us. All right. That's DeMarco, new start in safety. Um, linebacker Caden um, Ellis was having a game. The uh, – Run game, they were doing pretty good with uh, slowing down Trevor Hubbard and Miles Sanders. Sanders couldn't get anything going, but um, but they did get it going a little bit there late. 
And I uh, just want to look here um, at the tackle stats. Jesse Bates led with 10. Ellis had five. Here is Caden Ellis on the defensive breakdown on late drives this season. I'm going to have to go watch this one because um, I know some of them have been two-minute, and this was more of a four-minute drive, more of a uh, run the clock and, um, you know, Panthers mindset, see what we can get, you know, uh, not in a rush, not in a hurry. So it was a little more methodical this time. I'm going to have to go watch the film, see what happened exactly. Uh, at the end of the day, though, it's not good enough. Um, you know, it starts with me and each player individually because um, I believe in the calls that we're being given. I believe in them. Um, I believe in uh, this group and the players. It's just we got to go out there and in those last drives make the plays we need to make. Um, yeah. Did they do anything different with the run game? Because y'all were all over Hubbard, you know, early on. And the guy were able to get it moving a little bit late. Yeah, you know, they, uh, again, I'm going to have to go watch it exactly. But um, they uh, they were able to cut back a couple times and, mm -hmm. and find some creases on the backside of our run defense. Um, you know, we, uh, we bottled them up. I don't know how many times they ran it and how many times we had TFLs or no gains. But then all of a sudden, like to your point, they were able to get a few. So, um, just not good enough. All right, that's Caden Ellis. So we heard from Arthur Smith, Desmond Ritter, A.J. Terrell, Bajon Robinson, Calais Campbell, DeMarco Hallams, and Caden Ellis. So right now we're going to take a break. This is the Bowtie Chronicles from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song. A celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-Hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop. I'm Ernie Suggs. And I'm Ned Ravone. Atlanta has been known as the Black Mecca for so many years, but that means something different to everybody. It means everything to me. Every day I wake up, I learn something new. Well, you all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that Black people might want to know about. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL. All right, we're back here. And before we move on to uh, some of your mailbag uh, answers on the tweet following the game uh, and uh, going over some of our notes here uh, from the game book, I'd like you to know about this special offer that the AJC has for you. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution has a special offer for our podcast listeners. If you subscribe today, you get three months of unlimited digital access for just 99 cents. That's all of our sports coverage, politics, breaking news, investigations, food and dining, and so much more on AJC.com. Plus, you get access to our e-paper and our assortment of newsletters. So join our community by going to subscribe.ajc.com backslash podcast that's subscribe.ajc.com backslash podcast so you always know what's really going on all right let's go over some of the the stats here in the game it was 
we were talking about, hey, maybe he played too conservative, uh, maybe not conservative enough, shouldn't have been rolling out uh, with the option to throw there. Maybe you, you know, just pound it in the ground and get a field goal and get out of here. But uh, nonetheless, they lost. Tyler Algier led in rushing with 14 carries for 45 yards. Bajan Robinson had seven carries for 10, caught one of his three targets, had a drop uh, for three yards. Corderell Patterson caught a shovel pass for a two-yard touchdown. Uh, quarterback Desmond Ritter was 12 of 20 for 152 yards, one touchdown, one interception, 79.6 passer rating. Now, Kyle Pitts got four targets today, caught three for 37. John New Smith had two for 61, including that big 56-yarder. Uh, Drake London, after his big week last week with 10 for 172, gets two um, catches for 24 yards. And uh, Corderell Hodge had one. Tucker Fist had one. Tyler Algier won. Uh, Robinson won. Patterson, that was his only catch. And then Vaughn Jefferson uh, one target, no catches. So that was uh, the offense that was generated here in the rain. Uh, let me look at some of the key other stats here on the team stat page. Uh, the Panthers had 17 first downs to the Falcons, 12. Falcons were 6 of 13 on third down. The Panthers were 5 of 15 on third down. Uh, both teams struck out on fourth down tries. Two by the Panthers, one by the Falcons. A uh, big stat here was a uh, time up. Well, the turnover stats is a big one, two to zero. And the um, time of possession was 33.56 to the Falcons, 26.4, which, you know, they knew that the Panthers were going to run the ball. That's what they've been doing since Chris Tabor got the job. This was his first head coach, first job, at first win as the interim head coach for the Panthers. And uh, they've been just trying to run the ball and shorten up the season and get out of here at 1-12. and uh, 12, That's, you know, what you do. But uh, now it's 2-12, and 12, thanks to the Falcons here. Uh, defensively, what do we have here? Jesse Bates with 10 uh, tackles across the board. Uh, Nate Landman with 8. DeMarco Hallams with eight. Caden Elise with five. Clark Phillips with five. Kalez Campbell with five. Those are your top tacklers. The Falcons did have three sacks today. Kalez Campbell with one. Zach Harrison was his first career NFL sack. And first career sack for Tyquan Graham also. So, um, Ellis, uh, Reference their tackle for losses and their zero gains. They did have nine tackles for losses. They were jumping the run game and trying to keep it under uh, control. And uh, let's see, Campbell had two tackles for losses and Harrison did two. Passes defense, zero. Uh, interceptions, zero. Uh, quarterback hits, five. So you got three sacks and five quarterback hits. And Bryce Young did a good job moving around and uh, making uh, some plays with his feet, too. So that was uh, one of the takeaways here. Let's just look at the Panther stats here before we move to the mill back here. Uh, Hubbard ran 22 times for 87. 
Amir Smith Marset, the punt returner, got some jet sweeps and some old old wing T inside handoffs. <laughs> he had four carries for 31. And then receiving wise, uh, Adam Thielen came in with 85 catches. He had four for 32. Mingo had uh, Jonathan Mingo, the rookie from Ole Miss, had four for 32. And then uh, Tribble had uh, Tom Tribble, the tight end, had two for 32. DJ Chark only had one catch, but it was a big one along the sideline there in that in that 17 play drive uh, for 18 yards. So um, those were the the key pass catchers for Carolina. Now we um, we asked everybody, "Hey, how are y'all doing? How are you doing after this one?" Uh, we had a kind of string of quotes there at the end. You know, just checking in on the fans, and uh, uh, y'all know how we've been doing it this year. This is our mailbag. It's Panthers 9, Falcons 7. How are y'all feeling? And we had 141 people leave comments. And before that, before we got going, I was like, hey, is this really happening? Asking for a friend. And that was 53 uh, comments there. So let's look at uh, what, you know, I'm expecting some firing and play calling stuff. We we won't dwell on that. I feel good since I decided to take a much needed nap <laughs> instead of watching what transpired. All right. Good for you, black, black and waxed. This is a black waxed and vaxed. Okay. Peachy future. Like I felt back in early November, completely over it. Smith and McKay need to go, and Blank needs to hand over the team to his son. The culture needs to shift. Okay, Erica, she's a regular. I told you weeks ago that dude was a horrible coach. He is so arrogant. He never takes responsibility for his terrible game plans and play calling. Dez is a turnover machine. Why is he throwing in the rain? All right. That's Erica. She's been bringing it all season. Thank you for staying with us here, Erica, and reading the content we've been putting out there. Mort, cool Mort. I'm really, I, I'm really hope. Okay, I'm gonna clean up the grammar here. I think he wanted to say, I really hope this will be the nail in the coffin for this duo. If not, I'm log on for a new team. Okay, I will log on. Okay, there's a lot of fire. I would cut Ritter before he gets on the bus. Breaking news, Atlanta Falcons are moving to London by Dear Orlando AJC. Uh, as expected, and will continue as long as Smith for Ritter still in the house. Okay, hoping you break the story in the morning that the Falcons have fired Smith and he has taken Ritter out the door with him. Now, we did effort uh, to talk to the owner tonight, and uh, Ken Segura uh, was told that, hey, you know, now wouldn't be a good time to discuss the uh, coaching situation. All right, here's Mike Bremer. Hey, let the search committee begin gathering candidates to be the next Falcons coach. Okay, there's a lot of that. And, I mean, that's just the world uh, we're living in. We saw where Brandon Staley got fired after the 63-27 to game uh, on Thursday night. And so um, here's another comment. 
waiting on all the Ritter and AS apologists. Three years and three years of missing the playoffs. Can we get a new coach and GM, please? Yeah, a lot of Smith has to go. There goes the playoffs. Smith shouldn't be allowed on the plane. Need a new coach and quarterback. Yeah, a lot of fire. The coach, a lot of sentiment there. So we'll see. Um, you know, we know that Arthur Arthur Blank likes to go to the end and do his review. Um, you know, he was really patient with Dan Quinn. We knew he wanted Dan Reeves to finish out the uh, season. Uh, Bobby Petrino just picked up and left. Jim Mora got to finish out his season, though, even though he knew he was gone. And uh, same thing with Coach Smith in his last year in 14. They kind of, after London, kind of knew they were going to be gone. And uh, he was fired at the end of the season. So we'll see if uh, Coach Arthur Smith gets the patience that Dan Quinn got and if he can convince the owner that, hey, this is – you know, we're moving in the you know, right direction. He knows he's gotta win games. They're not winning. They're six and eight. They might not be uh they might post a f- uh, six consecutive losing record against what was supposed to be the easiest schedule in the league. They don't have a quarterback. Uh there's they wanna build out the team and then drop the quarterback in later. Um I don't know if the owner's gonna be patient enough for them to continue to build the team out. It's clearly they still need some players. Um, they missed on some players. You know, they set a second-round pick today. They shipped the third-round pick out earlier this year. Uh, so, you know, the draft's not 100%, but but you want to see them hit in those first three rounds. So that's where we're at here. The Falcons are 6-8 and eight and um, may have been ex- exposed as an NFC South title imposter here in Carolina. And, uh, you know, this playoffs talk, you know, needs to stop until they win a, win a game, beat somebody, get off the field in the fourth quarter, you know, do things that good football teams do. So we're, gonna, we're not going to even use the playoffs and um, dig into the probabilities of them making the playoffs until they win a game. So if they beat the Colts, I'll, I'll start using the playoffs again. If they uh, – they beat the Colts. We'll look at the playoff scenarios and how they could win the title. But until they can beat somebody, that's just a bunch of uh, jibber-jabber. So let's just stay away from that and say, hey, let's see a first down here. Let's see a touchdown. Let's see back-to-back drives. Let's see you score on the opening uh, drive of the game. You know, things that good football teams are doing late here in the season. So uh, with that, we're going to get on out of here. Um, and get on back to Atlanta in the morning. Or we know we're gonna go straight to Flowery Branch, uh, just you know, just in case, and uh, get right there in position, uh, just in case. And then if not, we'll be there for open locker room and for uh, coaches' discussion on how um, they plan to move forward and get ready for a Colts team that's uh, they've been playing with a lot of backups and winning. So uh, you know they're doing a good job up in Indianapolis. Winning with Gardner Minshew, Jonathan Taylor's out, Anthony Richardson's out. You know, uh, uh, they uh, they cut Shaq Leonard, but they're winning. They found they found a way to win eight um, games here, and and they're in the race over there in the AFC South. So with that, we're gonna um, you know wrap up here from Bank of America Stadium, where the Falcons dropped nine to seven. 
Yeah, that's right. Nine to seven to the mighty Carolina Panthers who came to play with the game on the line. They marched down the field 17 plays at 90 yards and got them a field goal for their second win of the season. So with that, we're going to ask you to take care and have a great rest of the rest of your week. Get your shopping done and get ready for Christmas. Bye now.